Hi guys, welcome to the FPL podcast. Uh, today we're going to look back on game week one and check as to what you should be doing for game week two. I'm Anirudh uh, and I'm joined by PG and Bora. Uh, PG, do you want to go? Yeah, uh, hi, uh, my name is Pranav or PG and uh, I'm a Man United fan and I've been playing FPL for many years and uh, I'm a, I like to say I'm a keen observer of the game. Hi guys, this is Bhaskar here. I'm not an FPL expert, I'm just an FPL addict. I finished last year in around 20k overall rank. So I think I did decent. So let's go with the Game Week 1 review. Right, yeah. Uh, so from last week, I think a lot of the players we expected to perform did deliver, with Salah being captain for most of us, Sterling returning a hat-trick, Kane, Aubameyang all getting goals. So. Unless you were you went with some wild card strategy of not having a premium, most people did well. Uh, Bournemouth assets didn't deliver. Uh, Wilson and Fraser just returned the assist combined, so I think that's one we'll have to look out for. Uh, apart from that, I think a lot of the usual suspects: Everton kept clean sheets, Liverpool defenders got points, so a lot of what we expected was there. Uh, Basket, what are your thoughts about last week? Uh-uh. Uh, the people who own double Liverpool defenders, I guess they had a bittersweet week. Their defenders returned points, but with the Harrison injury, the clean sheet in the future looks in danger. And, right. and those with the holy trinity of Salah, Sterling and Kane were the biggest winners of the week. But Sterling and Kane face each other this week, so I don't know how that will pan out. Yeah, PG, how did your week go? Uh, well, uh, surprisingly, well, uh, I, like, firstly, I was not, uh, like, I, I was planning to take uh, two of these, uh, you know, how so we call, like, the premium picks of Sterling, either of Sterling, Salah, and Kane. But uh, at the last moment, I decided to go with only one, which was Sterling, which thankfully gave me, a decent return, but overall my week didn't go well. Like I ended below average. I ended on 61. Uh, partially because, you know, first week I I experimented a lot, you know. Went with uh, Alexander-Arnold as uh, captain instead of Sterling. Otherwise, if I just simply kept Sterling captain, uh, I would have just, you know, went way above average. But anyways, I think uh, that was a lesson learned from the first game week. I was a bit, you know... Um, circumspect on the first week i didn't want to uh like make too many bold moves and i i feel whichever players of mine haven't returned haven't given any returns yet i think i'll keep a bit of patience on them for a while yeah so my week thankfully went well because i had all three premiums uh, it's a strategy that not a lot of people have employed but it's worked okay but like Baska said, Kane playing Sterling next week should be interesting. Uh, so now that we've looked back on game week one, uh, what teams impressed you guys most that we should be looking forward to in game week two? Baska? The teams, the teams I, I'm looking out for are mainly uh, United, Manchester United, Man City, obviously. And, and interestingly, Aston Villa. I mean, I'm, I was very impressed by Aston Villa. Right. McGinn looks like a very good pick right now. All right. Uh, and PG? Uh, well, uh, I think uh, 
of course uh, man city will be like uh, my top pick to go because uh, of course they are just such a team that just keeps going on and on and on and they're so perfect and everything and apart from that i think i would uh, i would keep an eye i would not yet recommend uh, manchester united i would wait for the wolves game because the wolves is traditionally like last season how it showed it is a very difficult fixture for us so i will not yet you know start investing into manchester united but i would rather uh, say people to keep an eye on chelsea because yes they will bounce back and now they will have an interesting run of fixtures and after that i would say keep an eye on uh, bournemouth because yes they didn't do so well but uh, next week onwards i feel i'm expecting them to uh, improve right uh, so i think united a lot of us felt that we were a little lucky to get away as much, as well as we did against chelsea there were chances we did allow and definitely the wolves fixture we'll have to keep an eye out for Mm-hmm. uh i think the villa game against spurs showed us that uh, villa aren't great defensively which is great news for owners of bournemouth assets because i think villa conceded the most chances last game week so obviously if you have wilson and fraser and even though they blanked it would probably be best you know for you to hold on to at least one of them uh apart from that yeah i had magin on my bench last week so i probably lost out on a few points there didn't expect him to haul against spurs Yeah, certainly Villa are creating a lot, so I think we have to keep an eye out for them. Apart from that, I think uh, one team that's sort of gone under the radar is Brighton. Uh, their fixtures are pretty good, and for the next two at least, and uh, they put three past a very good Watford side away from home. So I'm pretty, I'd be looking out at their assets as well, uh, Locadia and Gross, as well as Maupe interest me at, uh, right now. But I'll be waiting another week before I decide to invest. Yeah, I Brighton think looks I, I think with Brighton, what yeah. has happened is that they have uh, they have gone through like a change in management, like and that change in management has brought a play a change in playing style. Now a lot of people say that Graham Potter is now going to be uh, really like. Uh, attacking and aggressive and he's going to change the mindset but i think with their like recent history i think not many people should be you know very excited with brighton i think it will take one more week before you know people actually start thinking about you know should they invest in brighton as yet because i'm i'm not fully convinced yet to be honest right worry right. basket Thoughts on teams we should be avoiding? The number one team we should avoid is Newcastle right now. I have no trust in Steve Bruce. Along with Newcastle, we should avoid Watford. Watford right. looks very shaky. Right. But Newcastle And... did pretty okay against Arsenal for large parts. I mean, they restricted them to one. But And... Arsenal, Arsenal side was not full strength, so I, I don't think we can judge on that. Right, and Newcastle have bad fixtures as well, so that is fair. Uh, Watford, what part of that? Uh, did you not? Did you feel like they were poor, or were Brighton really good on the opening week? They are still going going with the same formation they played last year, a four-two-two-two weird formation. Moreover, Delafe was substituted at halftime, I guess, so they are not right. too sure who are their strikers. Right. 
Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, Watford are losing 3-0 at home to Brighton. A lot of teams, a lot of managers would definitely, you know, want to move away from those teams. Which is fair. Yeah, I understand. All right. Uh, what do you guys, which players are you guys looking at? Who's on your watch list right now? Uh, PG? Uh, yeah, I think on my watch list uh, is, of course, Rashford, like everybody else. But I think, like I said, I'm going to wait till uh, Wolves uh, game passes because... Uh, I think after the Wolves game passes, United have a run of fixtures, which is uh, Palace at home, Southampton away, Leicester home, West Ham away. So there are like they have a good run of fixtures coming in. So I think I don't need to rush into you know trying to save that zero point one you know right. price rise. Yeah, I, th- I I I think we can wait on that. So I think this week my strategy is to not make a transfer and go with the eleven that I have or the 15 that I have and eventually like because I've made this mistake a lot now in the previous seasons that uh, I quickly make a change and then and this uh, temptation of taking a minus four is so much that you know at the end of the season when you see your points you end up taking like uh, 10 or 11 minus four so I think uh, this season I'm going to be a little more patient with um, with my players. Like this week, uh, Fraser and Wilson both didn't give me returns. And Sigurdsson didn't give me returns. And Neves and Diego Diego Jota didn't give me returns. So, uh, Iose Perez didn't give me returns. So, there were actually a lot of people in my midfield that didn't give me returns. And that's why my score was pretty low. But I think this time, I'm to not incur a minus four, I think I'm going to wait for two weeks. I'm going to work in two-week blocks and then look for players. So, right now, like I just told you, Rashford for United. And then uh, I'm looking at uh, um, who else? Maybe I'm I'm looking at Nicolas Pepe because once he starts, he will get assists and goals. So, my top two uh, selections are these, like in in the future. Basketball? On my watch list, I have Aaron Wan Bissaka. Okay. He got he got two bonus points when his team won four. Right. So a, def- a defender getting two bonus points when his team scored four is something strange. So he's definitely a bonus point magnet. And another one I'm looking at is Timo Timo okay. Kuki. He looks fixture proof right now. Right. If he can score against Liverpool, he can score against anyone, right. I guess. Yeah, so I think players I'm looking at uh, definitely who I don't have on my team right now would have to be uh, one of them is uh, either of the Bournemouth assets. Both Barnes and Goodmanson look really good. I know their fixtures are bad, but uh, their ICT numbers are like crazy. Both of them are inside the top 12, I think, which for a Burnley side is quite unprecedented. And... There are defense weaknesses in that Arsenal defense to exploit if these two get a chance to. And I think the other one is uh, definitely Kevin De Bruyne. He, lo- he was creating for fun the other night. Uh, and definitely yeah. somebody we should be keeping an eye on if we haven't taken all three city slots yet. Uh, I have only Zinchenko and Sterling but, right now. So I might consider KDB. But you know, my, uh, my problem with KDB here is that, you know, a lot of people have hyped up KDB, but I don't know why, but I just feel that the people that he has in front of him, I don't think he'll get, he'll be the, like, you know, the pre-assist guy or the person who is distributing passes, you know, like, like if you see how City plays, 
is that they like they start from the back right then they come towards the center then it's either like uh, kdb or gundo one this time it's kdb kdb distributing passes and they'll be they, they spray the ball to either of the wing and then from the wing either sterling moves in and shoots for goal or crosses in for either uh, jesus or aguero so i think i would rather say to not uh, like I, i mean to be honest like this season i personally don't understand like yes of course uh, ktb is a very great player but uh, for me i i really yes don't really get the value out of uh, ktb because he's 9.5 i mean if you were to tell me that maybe go for bernardo silva or uh, david silva then for once i would understand but uh, you got to look at the points to return ratio because i feel if you're getting uh, a 9.5 guy who's just going to give you one odd assist or the other i think it's better to look at other options uh, right but uh, in the 2017-18 the title winning season when he played the almost the entire season he did get eight goals and 18 uh-huh. assists and the year before yeah, that then, he had six goals and 21 assists so he tends to get the numbers even though i know it looks like he's not as involved so there is potential no 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 you're you're is slightly misinterpreting me he is involved but what i'm trying to say is that uh, during those seasons especially the 16 right. 17 when when guardiola didn't win the title that's what his record assist season was there that that time he used to be he, he was he was deployed more further forward and the depth in forward options was not as much now every season you see their depth in attack getting higher and higher last season city still won the title comfortably without kdb because and that just shows that they the even if kdb doesn't have a top game they have plenty of resources to score for fun so i just feel that uh, seeing the price level i mean yes of course kdb will play every game and he'll be involved and everything but i just feel that you know the return wise if you're speaking like uh, like kdb and for another person that i would like to make the same case is sergio aguero like uh, for a person who will be valued at 12 and and who will be subbed in i think that is a bit of a, for me it is a no go right. basker what are your thoughts i think if you have sterling you don't need to go to right. kdb and if you don't have sterling then maybe the kdb and aguero combination could work right. out All right. I mean, yeah. I, we've all we'll have to wait and see how the Spurs game goes before deciding. Anyways, uh, which players do you guys think are essential at this point in time? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'll start. So essential for me, I think firstly um, is of course Sterling. Like right. without doubt, like he is fixture proof. Like definitely for me. Sterling is one player that cannot, like, like I expect his uh, total ownership to be around fifty, sixty percent in another three weeks. Right. All right. Sterling is one, and then the next I feel is uh, now with the injury to uh, Allison, I feel Ederson is a must. Now, like before the season. like people were half and half divided some were going to edison some were going to alison and it was really impossible to pick but now i think one is again very easy to pick that now it's edison right. 
and one striking option if i were to look at just let me have a quick look at the forwards uh well yeah my forwards are, at the moment are wilson haller and jota but i would say wilson is a must pick because uh his upcoming fixtures like just except the man city home fixture in the third week except that his first few fixtures are very good so these three for me are must picks right. basket for me the must picks is obviously right. mohammed salah mohammed salah sterling and a liverpool defender it could be anyone i either of trent alexander arnold robertson or bvd either right. one of them If you need one Liverpool defender in your side. That's uh, yeah. That is given. Yeah, I mean, given the ownership of all the Liverpool players or Liverpool defenders, at least I think it's pretty obvious we need at least one of them. Most people have two, so that's a certainty. Oh, uh, I think Salah, mm, the numbers speak for himself. To go back to back top scorer, uh, I think given his ownership, it'd be very difficult to go without him, especially this week. Given that uh, yeah, Southampton when the other two Premiers play each other. which we'll get to captain options later that uh, and apart from that i think uh, barring those two those two are the main ones uh, i really like the look of uh, harry kane i feel like he was first time in a long time he's gotten dressed he's looking sharp i don't think he's an essential yet because it's very hard to fit all three of them in but i mean if you're looking for a different route to go i think kane certainly provides that so yeah i mean i think salah sterling and a liverpool defender like you said would be my three as well that liverpool defender I would go a little further and say alexander arnold because he's on set pieces uh, and he provides a free kick threat as well so i like him a little just a little bit more than robertson right now but obviously robertson's a lot more nailed on in the sense that he's better defensively but we'll have to see how klopp proceeds to rotate his full backs and how the fixtures pan out but yeah all right uh, up next we can now that we, uh, do you guys have any thoughts on enablers and cheap options uh, right now after the first week bora yeah i have a few actually defensively number one is landstrom of right. sheffield united he's is 4.0 million he's actually playing as a midfielder but he's listed as a defender in the in the game he got a bonus point in the last game as well right another defender i would like to say i would like to say is kegler soyuncu he's From Leicester, is 4.5 million. Leicester fixtures are pretty good. Um, coming into the midfield, there's the obvious pick of right. pick of McGinn. He looks like the main man of Aston Villa. Could be the next Jimenez or Jota right. of this year. Another interesting pick for me is Andres okay. Pereira of United. He is on free kicks and right. corners as well, so he could provide assist with Maguire. But how nailed on do you think he is? We have to look, right. wait and see on that one. Because yeah. Mata could start as well. And there's a Brighton defender called right. Montoya. Brighton are playing five-three-two, I guess. So Montoya is playing as a right wing back. He is. His price is just four point five, so he could yeah. be useful as well. Brighton, Brighton uh, fixtures yeah. are pretty good. PJ. Ah uh, well, uh, okay. So I'll go by position wise. Like uh, for defenders, I think uh, there's one guy that impressed me a lot, especially was this guy John Lundstrom. 
from Sheffield United. He is listed as a defender in FPL, but plays as a midfielder. He played like a CDM kind of a role, but he also like made a few key passes and also went forward. So at 4.0, you're looking at a very good option who can, of course, the side will concede a lot of goals and everything because they're a promoted side. But uh, uh, the next, uh, like the next four fixtures of uh, Sheffield United, and out of them, three of them are at home for Sheffield, which is Crystal Palace, Leicester, and Southampton. So this is one like quick fix if you want that is very useful. And another defender that I was looking forward to when I have him in my setup is Hanley, the uh, the Norwich defender. Although he didn't, he conceded four goals against Liverpool, and but he's the captain. He, he wore the captain's armband. And I feel that uh, upcoming fixtures, their defence is going to become more solid. They're going to have a few defenders returning in and the team is going to become more solid. So that's for defenders. And in terms of midfielders, I feel that McGinn, obviously, is a very good option. I would have to disagree with the... Um, Bhaskar over here regarding Pereira because I personally feel that Pereira would get frauded out in a few games or like would be benched. He didn't have a good game like according like if you ask me he didn't have a good game against Chelsea. He was looking average and he has a chance of getting found out. So I would instead of Pereira I would say rather like either go for McKin which is obviously now becoming a uh, favorite among people, or you can go for Reese Nelson. He's a good five point five option. Who, who will like Reese Nelson and Joe Willock out 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 of these guys who could start. And finally, in the forwards position, uh, forwards position uh, for the first time this year, we have a lot of options. Like I was uh, discussing earlier as well. I would request people to not follow in, uh, fall into this uh, Divock Origi trap because he'll be out pretty soon. Once uh, Sadio Mane comes in, Origi will only be uh, restricted to the bench. So I would rather suggest to go for uh, Florin Andon. This is my number one pick from Brighton. He's a newly transferred player. I think uh, I think he was the most expensive player that Brighton bought this summer. And uh, I think he was not... Uh, brought in straight away into the team because he was not, uh, uh, I think, fully up to the fitness levels. But I think uh, for me, Florin Andon, the guy who came in from the French League, if I'm not wrong. Uh, no, sorry, from... Uh, uh, no, no, he was not. Uh, it's not that one, sorry. Yeah, so Florin Andon would be my... Uh, pick from right, right. Uh, yeah all decent picks before I have Lundstrom in my team right now the only concern is from what I've seen of a lot of Sheffield United fans is that there's a potential that Norwood will take his place so we're not particularly sure of how nailed on he is I like Diego Rico from Bournemouth uh, given their fixtures and he played left wing back last game so lots of crosses were coming in from his side so I like the look of him I started him over again uh, made a mistake there but yeah uh, in midfield I think we we'll have to wait and see whether the likes of Iwobi and you know uh, Mag- I mean Megan's obviously a fan favourite I mean a FPL manager favourite right now picking up some traction but uh, the likes of Iwobi or uh, there are lots of 
uh, Sebayos, whether they can nail down these positions at 5.5 million. Would def- if they do, would be worth some consideration. But until then, I don't think we have a standout budget pick for say in midfield. Going forward, I think, yeah. Uh, one thing. Yeah, yeah. One thing. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Just one thing is Lundstrom and Norwood started. Both of them started for uh, uh, Sheffield. So I think going on forward, what I expect is both to continue starting. So I think uh, that is one place that you know i feel that will remain right. the same like the okay. sheffield midfield uh, because i was hearing from sheffield fans that they expected norwood to play lundstrom's role and there was going to be a change but yeah there's a high, there's a chance that they both line up together as well uh yeah so getting back to the forwards i think out of all the 4.5 options uh, wickham will probably get the most minutes uh given that uh, he's tended to come off the bench quite a mm-hmm. bit so maybe mm-hmm. there are some points if you are looking for bench fodder to just come on and get you a point or two or occasionally a goal, uh, he could be an mm-hmm. option. But yeah, so we've gone through our budget picks and essentials. Uh, we can discuss some questions that we guys have got. Uh, right. So, the uh, first question is uh, who to captain for this week? Uh, what are you guys going with this week? Basket? Okay. Um, okay, so this this week is a very difficult one because uh, Sterling faces Tottenham at home, but last week he scored a hat-trick, so it's like very tempting not to leave him. Like, you know, that regret of, you know, not keeping him captain despite a hat-trick is very risky. So, right. I think I'm going to stick with Sterling. Uh, I have to wait for the Super Cup to complete because if Salah plays the full 90 there, and I can't right. captain him. I'm thinking of captaining Salah. If Salah gets right. subbed in at six, subbed out at about 60 right. days, then I will captain him. So you guys are relatively confident of City's chances against Spurs. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Spurs what about if people don't own Salah or Sterling? I mean, if there's a chance that they don't have either, do you guys have any out-of-the-box picks? Yeah, there are a couple of differential right. picks. Uh, if someone has Aguero, then right. they can capture him because Aguero at home is lethal. Then there right. is Rashford who, who just scored a brace. <laughs> right. If someone is brave enough to go with Puki right. as captain, then it's also a good choice. Because yeah, they I think uh, adding on from that, probably maybe Wilson with Villa away could be mm-hmm. an option, especially given that people are transferring him out. Sebastian Haller, I think that's, right. this is one option that would uh, for me would yeah. be a differential because not many people are picking him right now and uh, right. probably because of the first fixture was Man City at home and he did yeah. probably get even barely get a he, he got a shot but uh, I think now I think right. I, I'm looking I'm waiting yeah, so, I mean, to I see how this guy either goes Sterling Salah otherwise you know the, there are options but I think it'd be safest to go for one of those two uh, yeah uh, Apart from that, we have a few other yeah. questions that came in. Uh, what would you do with the likes of uh, Trossard and Barkley, who blanked in game week one? Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, signing. Barkley and? Trossard. Oh, what was the second one? Ah, okay, okay. okay. All right, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think... Uh, 
yeah baskar no no baskar you go for it all right uh trossard not playing came as a huge surprise to the owners i guess the thing is um, most players in the, in that bracket did not perform at all so i think um, my suggestion will be to right. keep trossard in your team till game 7 do you expect seven. him to start in the weeks don't to come don't transfer him out and about barkley uh, I, i he should start Oh. And as far as Barkley is concerned, I think it, it is wait and see on the Chelsea assets. If you have them, keep them. If you don't have them, don't bring in. Don't bring them in. Because game week three fixture of Chelsea is pretty good. Uh, okay, for, so for for, for Trossard and Barkley, like uh, I would I would like to keep the. uh the wait and watch thing for one more week like brighton like i said i'm not sure firstly like uh when or how they will perform trossard i think again is uh, although yes he's like uh in a in a in the radar of many people but again i will say wait for one more week with barkley again the thing is that uh, we have to realize that uh, many chelsea players are not uh, playing right now villian is nearing fitness uh ruben loftus-cheek is nearing fitness callum uh, no Ru- ruben loftus-cheek is out for a while right if i'm not wrong ruben loftus-cheek I, i i guess he's out for a while and uh, yeah yeah and then there are a lot of incomings like uh, for chelsea so again i would i would still say to wait uh for, for for both of these players to wait and watch for one more week because i, yeah. I don't think their price right. will increase uh, anymore also so, what do you guys think about just uh, downgrading uh, I mean, perez or fraser or barkley to mcginn a lot of people are planning on that move or uh, do you guys have any advice or uh, barkley or fraser to downgrading uh, perez and uh, what was the second one um not yet because i feel uh, at least for uh, for uh, people uh, for players in general from bournemouth they have a lot of uh, good fixtures coming up so i think in just one right. week i think it will be a bit too reactive to quickly dump them and mcginn as well uh, well again a lot of people are expecting yeah. good things from him but plus let's let's wait for another week and let's see how it goes right yeah i think the yeah. same as well i think we should wait for the uh, game week what do you guys think about the united players do we get on them yet or do we wait i think for me uh, the united players i will personally like to wait for a week i think the people who right. kept faith in them from week 1 will now benefit like i was yeah. very circumspect because i over the years i've become a very pessimistic uh, united fan but uh, the ones who took them from the first week onwards you know, will now benefit right. that you know they they got the benefit in the yeah. first week and they might Mostly. even get in the second but those who don't have it should wait for one more week i am i am absolutely sold on rashford and awb at the moment i think 
if you're thinking about getting Rashford or Aaron Van Bissaka, you should get them. But other other than those two players, Pogba, Maguire, and Marshall, I'm not too sure about. Maybe wait and see on those three. Do you have any more questions? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I so think before we go off, uh, conclude you guys. That, right? Think to be the uh, highest scorer. Uh, yeah. Cool. Random. Anybody if, that you have in mind? Point scorer. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Highest scorer as in uh, a team. Uh, point scorer. Okay, uh, okay. Let me just quickly run through the fixtures. I think high no, scorer right. this week Basket. might be. Um, I think I, I'll give it right, to Aubameyang. Uh, I'm gonna go with Richarlison against Watford. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been fun. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll Oof. catch up again after this game week. That's a good. Uh, thanks for listening. Signing off.